Hey, Chris, uh, we got a couple options for the bubbly here, man. This one, low calorie. This one's better taste. Sure. See, Chris Jericho is like a father figure to me. And when I heard he was going to be facing Cody, I just knew it was over for Cody. Because Chris Jericho is the champion. That means he's the face of this company because he's the champion. And because he's the champion, he's the face of this company. I've been knowing Chris since he was 12 years old, and he was as driven back then as he is right now. Welcome back, everybody, to a special edition of the War Report. It's AOW Full Gear Weekend. I'm your co-host, Marjani. Cyrus, how are you feeling tonight, man? Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ready for full gear. <laughs> well. If you look at some uh, of the match stylings, I don't think ALW m might be ready either. Um, oh, man. Some uh, of these matches were kind of thrown on the card uh, last minute. Literally. <laughs> Super last minute. Um, I think uh, after a uh, AEW, well, like just this week, they announced like one, two, three, four, four matches for the show. Um yeah, that's that's kind of what you want to do for your uh, for your go home show, you know. Still announcing shows, and you remember when Hell in the Cell only had three matches announced, and people oh. were just like on their ass about it. People were going crazy, but you know, AEW got the full slide, bro. It's and, crazy how this worked. Well, like one of the one of the last matches that were announced was uh, the AOW Women's Championship match. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, w I wish I could be excited for this match. I'm not. Um, <laughs> we'll get the, into the, we'll, like, yeah, get we'll, into, we'll all, get into it. We got, listen, uh, we got predictions for ALW Full Gear. The first ALW rankings are out. Uh, myself and Cyrus kind of puzzled looking at them at first. Uh, shit don't make no sense to me. <laughs> But let's start with let's start off with NXT because NXT has had a busy, busy week. Oh yeah, with the whole invasion angle. Uh, yeah, as indicative by you know the ratings that we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. NXT has definitely had some exposures. Uh, Adam Cole has been very very busy. Uh, how do you feel about this invasion going so far? I think um, the uh, SmackDown Mysterious Vortex uh, that happened Friday uh, with the whole Saudi Arabia plane uh, situation with, you know, just the plane just being held up. Um, we probably got one of the coolest SmackDowns in a really long time. Um, NXT has shown that, you know, they're fierce competitors, you know, like they're actually like, you know, really good wrestlers on that roster and like, they they're fantastic regardless of being on the main roster. You know all all that stuff. They they proved uh they proved themselves, and I think um just like from SmackDown to this week on NXT, like this this whole invasion thing has been amazing. I love Survivor Series season. 
I love that NXT has been shown very prominent. Like they're not yeah. just like a developmental brand and it hasn't yeah. been like that for a while. Like you, you think of that SmackDown and one thing you could say about WWE is once when they have their back in a, to a corner, they can come up with some cool stuff. Like we saw Shayna Baszler, we saw Adam Cole, we saw Ciampa, we saw uh, Tegan Knox, you know, Rhea Ripley, the Limitless yeah. Bros. Like you saw literally, some of the best literally ever. like everybody that's going to be on the War Game show. <laughs> Like, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Like, they're going to have to do double duty with uh, TakeOver and Survivor yeah, Series. That, that makes me think, like, they're probably going to, like, I don't know if they're going to, like, really, like, tone it down for War Games. Or are they going to, you know, or they're going to give, like, you know, like, SmackDown and, uh, SmackDown and Raw is probably going to, like, uh, Give him some space, you know, kind of like when Adam Cole had to do double duty and he was like resting on the apron. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I feel like uh, NXT is going to have like. It might be looking shaky for them at uh, Survivor Series because doing double duty, that shit's kind of crazy. Yeah, because you, th- you think that the Undisputed Era are going to be they're, they're going to be in a War Games match. And then they're probably going to be in another like Survivor Series type match. It, it, Adam Cole's yeah. hurt, you know. So like, I have to think that you know people who aren't really prominently prominently on the uh, Takeover card, they, they're going to be featured more sur- Survivor Series because we haven't seen like Gargano yet. You know what I mean? Like, well, <laughs> from that report that we got earlier. Uh... Gorgano is looking very hurt. Um, wow, so yeah. I think they kind of like, I think they really like pulled the brakes on that program with him and Finn and uh, just waiting for Johnny uh, Johnny to recover. Yeah, I don't think, um, like we always knew that like the Bloody Sunday on the ramp was like really brutal, but like now we're, we're starting to see like that that probably wasn't like the smartest thing to do. Not only the Bloody Sunday, but the kicks. Is <laughs> it? Oh yeah, man. If if Johnny already struggling to remember shit and he could barely breathe right now, <laughs> so yeah, like it looked cool in the moment, but it sucks that uh, you know, Johnny's gonna be taking like uh, pro- probably a really long time, you know. Does I think uh, speaking on this NXT show, this was the strongest show that they've had. Like, if you're not oh, excited for yeah. War Games yet. Or if you're not excited for the invasion angle, they definitely capitalized off of what happened from SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. And you know what? I think Raw probably did it in the worst way with, like, you know, NXT dudes showing up at, like, 10, you know? Yeah. Like, with this whole invasion stuff going on, like, it shouldn't have been that way. Because, um, like, on SmackDown, Shayna... Uh, she was kind of just like in the first match, right? Uh, she got yeah, with, invaded it on the first match of the show. Yeah, with the Bailey and the, the conclusion yeah. of the Bailey and Nikki Cross match, uh, she came in and, and beat up Bailey. Yeah, and then on NXT, like they wasted no time. Like the OC showed up and started the show. Yeah, that, uh, that's how. Like, it's- <laughs> I don't know. 
Raw shouldn't have wasted no time, you know? AJ Styles super kicked the hell out of Adam Cole, and they beat Bobby Fish. Like, it looked like he lost the, yeah, he lost the tooth. Like, oh, for real? Oh. Yeah. They beat the hell out of all of Undisputed Era. And the show starts yeah. with the OC, which is a really cool visual. So they started. Then you had Ciampa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle come out. And that, is, and then eventually would challenge. That would be the uh, main event for the night. I was, I was like, AJ Styles and full sale. Like what? Like you mean like? And and this wasn't advertised. Like despite what yeah. people have been saying, like we didn't know that the OC uh, was showing up. Oh, NXT was cheating by bringing the main roster guys onto the show. Like, all right, bro, whatever. Like, they weren't advertised to be there. Like, I think the only thing that we had uh, was, like, uh, what's, uh, what's the pre-show thing uh, that they have before uh, w, uh, NXT That's, starts? It's, uh, like, the bump or something? Or, like, either, backstage? Uh, yeah, well, the bump, they had the announcements for the uh, the women's, like, War Games matches. Uh, oh, they okay, had backstage, yeah. but I don't. They didn't allude to anything. Yeah, uh, yeah it was just like, like Adam Cole was just gonna like you know talk some shit backstage, and then they set it up for an angle, and then it transitioned into the start of NXT, which I thought was like flawless. Like, uh, if I had to rank all three of the invasions that happened this week, it would be NXT, SmackDown, Raw. I yeah I. People have to understand, like, NXT is another brand. It's not yeah. just like what Chompa said, like, welcome to the main roster. They, they pretty <laughs> that much shown that they can hang with anybody. Like, Chompa showed you that yeah. he can hang with Miz. So I, I I didn't get that whole criticism. Like, the you know, like, they're using – of course WWE is going to use all their talent in a Survivor Series Bill for for an, from a like still like a internal like you know uh, invasion thing like of course they're gonna pull all the stops. Also, it's Survivor Series time, so this was bound to happen at some point with the mention of NXT uh, being there. I think I just think the, uh, the Saudi Arabia uh, stuff with the plane. I think that kind of just like expedited everything. It was like, I mean, I'm. I'm Sad that, like, you know, like, the wrestlers kind of, like, missed out time, but, like, it really, <laughs> but it really lit. There ain't no issue, man. <laughs> but, like, it really lit a fire under Vince's ass to kind of, like, go ahead and kind of, like, do this whole thing with NXT. And yeah. now everybody, like, can check out what what they have. Like, this was a good show from top to bottom. Yeah. So you had Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. Uh, their Super second good match. match. Another hard-printing pass. I'm really impressed with Damian Priest. Like, I know, like, yeah. people are like, ah, you know, Punishment Martinez, like, Ring of Honor, but he's really impressive. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely a big change from ROH, what I saw uh, from one of the NXT live shows. And, you know, he he's completely, like, my perception of him has been, like, you know, changed 100%. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. And Pete Dunne being... You know, a dude that can really hang with, um, you know, a lot of the big dudes. Like, I think he's doing, like, fantastic work with uh, Damian Priest. 
He's actually on the first hour of this uh, NXT yeah. go around. He's not yeah, second hour, man. Like, well, when I when I saw their their first match, I was just like, oh shit. Uh, is it the second hour already? Yeah, I was, I was like, check. I was like, is it nine o'clock? Uh, <laughs> I like the finish here. They did like the whole like Pete goes for the low blow, and then goes for the submission yeah. to get the win. Which is like, I'm. If anybody is mad at that finish, you probably don't know Pete Dunn. Like <laughs> Pete Dunn, he's not like you know a baby face in the traditional sense, like, he would take opportunities like that. So, it's, like, totally within his character. What I don't like about the finish is Killian Dane's involvement. Uh, I don't know where they plan on really going with this, especially since uh, Killian Dane also attacked uh, Damian Priest as well. So, I don't know what they plan on doing for war games. Uh, they're probably, like, you know, probably do, like, a triple t- threat between them two, or... Some people were talking about, uh, what is it, uh, Tyler Bate involvement yeah. in it. Yeah, he attacked him too. So I'm like, is I don't Jim, know how that's gonna go. Who's Killian's like specific target? He's just attacking everybody. Yeah. So like somebody yeah, he, is gonna have to put a stop to that. Like, are they, like, is Pete and Damian gonna kind of like combine forces and maybe they have a triple threat? I I I, I thought they would combine. Oops. Uh, I thought they, you know, uh, Damian Priest would probably get, like, attacked by uh, Killian Dane too. But he ended up, you know, beating up Pete Dunne as well. So I was just like, all right, you kind of, like, mudded it up with, like, you know, like a tag team match going on or something. But someone also said to me uh, their prediction is going to be Cameron Grimes... uh, Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne and uh, Tyler Bate, then I'm just like, where does that leave Damien Priest, you know? Yeah, I'm like, Roddy has the North American title, and oh, yeah. he's got a ton of challengers, like, lining up Throw at the door. Just waiting. Yeah, I hope he gets healthy soon, man. Like, I, like from what yeah. I read, like, he... Um, he might be out until after Survivor Series, which sucks. Like, imagine him walking down the That's ramp okay. at um, the SmackDown, just hitting that ramp one time. Like, man, if he was, if he was really if he was healthy right now, I feel like the interaction with with him and the Miz would have been insane. Oh man, that would be. They got to do that. They got to do that. Like, eventually, the interactions between those two would be dope. Uh, we had Tenara Conti versus a re-debuting, because she's been there before, uh, Santana mm-hmm. Garrett. I think this is the best that uh, Tenara's look. I know everybody's everybody's pointing to that weird spot where it looked like they were trying to figure out what to do towards the end of the match, where they were kind of going at half yeah. speed. The, the match was very good good like this is a very okay match i think that slow like that slow spot that everybody's like you know dogpiling on like that's not the whole match the match was actually pretty well like pretty good uh like everybody you know taking that you know 30 second clip and dogpiling on it like i'm seeing professional wrestlers you know indie dudes piling on it as well and i'm just like whatever man y'all, y'all killing me with this shit <laughs> 
I like I know Tainar has been uh she's been losing a lot, but she's been getting some wins. I really like what they're doing here. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to like build her up to say like well uh she might take the you know the next spot in the war games match. So I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> like I don't think that <laughs> yeah. we're there yet, but but um yeah, they're building her up for something. Uh, I know, you know, what is she supposed to be with? I think, like, at a house show, she might be there with uh, with, with Stoke, maybe? Like, she might have an, a manager mm-hmm. soon? Man, stuff that happens on the live shows, man, that, sh- that shit don't exist to me. Yeah. <laughs> Until that shit hits TV. I, I know a lot of people were, uh, were just like, oh, Malcolm Bivens came out and, like, did the whole thing with uh, Tenara, but that shit don't matter. I've seen a lot of stuff happen at uh, live shows that don't end up yeah. on, the, on on TV. So uh, that shit got to be on TV before <laughs> I comment on it. So in the bump, they had this whole thing where – Everybody was kind of questioning Dakota Kai. She was kind of like the last kid picked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you're picking kickball, you're like, you pick her. No, you pick her. No, you need one like, more person. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, go ahead. And uh, with that, she challenged her arch nemesis, Shayna Baszler, which I was reading, like, this is only... Shayna Baszler could do whatever the hell she wants to do. They, somebody pointed like this yeah. is the only eleventh time that she's wrestled on like I guess NXT program. I'm like it's Shayna Baszler. And that's that's okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> she's the champ. So I like that there was this was a more aggressive Dakota Kai. I'm like they really work well together. Uh, it looked like uh, Shayna was kind of like on the receiving end of a lot of offense. But those counters, man, like, yeah, the, the first counter out of the clutch and then Shayna just finding a way. I think she just like kind of like picked her up by the stomach and just put her in the clutch for the win. I was like, yo, that's dope. This this is probably like uh, I think this is uh, Dakota Kai's best match. Um, Shayna Baszler gave her a lot and that was very surprising to see. Um, cause you know, Shayna's usually like super dominant, probably would have choked her out in like five minutes if, if that's how they wanted the match to go. But man, Dakota Kai was in it. You know, I think last week we were just like, you know, her status is like questionable. You know, she was like hurt or whatever, hyperextended me, but she, she looks fine, man. Yeah. Uh, Shayna was attacking the leg for a little bit, but Dakota kind of shook it off and like, Went on a rally for there, but, you know, Shayna locked that clutch in and got the win. But then there was a huge pileup between Team Ripley and Team uh, Baszler. Then all of a sudden, Mia Yim, Tim's and all, Kane's uh, everybody. Big, big yawn, bro. <laughs> I, know, I know how you feel about Mia, but, like, they had to get a fourth. They had to get a fourth. I saw, I saw, well, you know, I think the Tony Storm pick was kind of just like a wild card pick anyway, because we haven't seen Tony Storm in a real long time. I think, I just thought it'd be really nice to see her, especially uh, since she does have history with, uh, she also has history with Shayna Baszler as well, and I think she is a good baby face, but 
you know, if me and Yim's there, man, it is what it is. So, uh, the basically the teams that are as is now. So Team Baszler is just Shayna, EO, and Bianca. They still have one more spot left, and Rey's team is set with her, Candice, uh, Mia Yim, and uh, ah, why do I keep on? Uh, I keep on think Tegan Knox. I don't know why I keep on thinking Nixon New Oil. But like, yeah. T- hey, man. She she uh she's Nixon Newell in all our hearts, bro. <laughs> she's the, the girl with the shiniest wizard. Uh, yeah. So we um we gotta wait and see who Shane is gonna pick. Every, we pointed out, and like people pointed out, it was like, why don't you pick your girls? <laughs> like, why don't you pick Jess, either Jessamine yeah. or uh, or Marina? And she, I think she said on Twitter, she's like. They're already with me, so like you know, I me mean, I already know they got the oh, back. So yeah, I'm like, oh, little bullshit ass uh, excuse. So I'm like, it's that's gonna be I... six on four. What the? Hey man, that's what I said, man. They need to get those two girls ready, and you know what? <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> so you like, blew I, it. yeah, I'm like, all right. So during the match, are they just gonna climb over the cage, like into into the ring in the cage, like? You can't. It can't be six on four. What the hell? Ah. Hey man, you know Shane always finds uh, th- those two always find a way. <laughs> yeah, Tony Nese and Angel Garza. Really, really good match. Yo, like, I don't think people give Tony Nese. Shout out to Justin. Uh, <laughs> I don't think people give Tony Nese enough credit. He I don't is- think they realize that it's a different vibe. When Tony Nese is around. Whole different vibe. And I I like the match with him and Andrew Garza a lot. But a thing that really bothered me, and I don't know why that it pissed me off for so long, but when Tony Nese was counting his fucking abs and Mauro Ronaldo was talking during it, I'm just like, just let him do his entrance. Just stop talking. Oh, yeah. Just stop talking for eight or nine seconds. Just let him count. <laughs> Like the most, like the coolest part of his entrance, and you ruined it. Hey, you know, Morrow's got to get his stuff in. <laughs> I, I like, <laughs> just shut up, just just stop. <laughs> Man, like I, okay, I love the spot that they did there because, of course, Angel Garza does the whole thing with his pants. Uh, is my oh, man. Tai Chi like he's power bombing his pants? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, whoa, like. Angel Garza is going to be a star, man. He he he's just got yeah. like the all the intangibles, and he's going on. He's going to fight uh, Leo Rush for the cruiserweight title. Can't wait. That is going to be an amazing match. I think the inclusion of two hundred five live in NXT was the right move. Yeah, uh, I don't know why that people really like to shit on the two hundred five guys. They're all really great wrestlers, and. You know, I think them being on NXT is really going to help. Especially, you know, since everybody's just like um, Jim Ross, uh, you know, every, they're small in NXT, you know? Well, so it's well, just like, you well, know, cruiserweights are going to fit. Well, thankfully, he's not calling this. He, he would be, uh, <laughs> I think old Jim would be uh, completely lost. Uh, Hell yeah. Speaking of 205 Live Talent, we got Isaiah Swerve Scott. Versus uh, Dominic Dijakovic, another great match. 
NXT just like straight banger. I think like just straight bangers for the rest of the show at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like Swerve, I've been like Swerve has really like the way that they've been pushing him, like and they've been especially mm-hmm. like you saw on SmackDown, he was one of the one of the talent that like Triple H was yeah. like the we are NXT things. He you know, the stuff that they've been giving him, they, he's really been taking it by the horns and I really like how he worked with uh, Dijakovic here with him being the bigger, you know, that Dijakovic being the bigger guy and Swerve kind of mm-hmm. have to use his agility, even use some power. Like, and Dom is just the freaking nature, like with being six, five and being able to move that way. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, Dijakovic gave him, gave him a lot, you know, taking the poison Rana, taking a lot of, uh, you know, like the stomps, just like a lot of Isaiah's uh, offense. And that really helped as well. Um, I'm surprised. I hope he makes. I hope he makes the War Games team. Honestly, Dom. I think it'd be a real shame if he's. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a real shame if he's not like uh, the final man on the War Games team. You know, think about that War Games team though. So like, <laughs> you got all like big guys, and then like the undisputed era who are like the smaller guys. <laughs> so, like they would have to be. Hey, man, shit. Yeah, but like, Increase your chances of winning. True, like if you look at like Fitch and, and O'Reilly, like being the bigger guys, like that never really bothered them. Like mm-hmm. they they faced like War Raiders before. They faced guys like that and like or AOP and like have beaten them. So like maybe like that's gonna be something, man. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> it's gonna be real dope. So yeah, our main. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I don't know, because I don't think, like, War Games is looking like they're not having any title matches on there, except, like, the uh, the Cruiserweight title match. I'm just wondering, are Matt Riddle and Keith Lee going to be going for the tag titles? Because I think there needs to be a tag title program going on right now. Like, this, uh, the AEW, I mean, <laughs> the Undisputed Eras... <laughs> Um, like the prophecy thing and them holding all the gold, I think is really doing, uh, I think is doing NXT a real disservice right now. Um, especially like, I think, I think they can do without the North American title, honestly. I think when you start going into mania, uh, and it kind of like the whole big mania for, for takeover, I think that's where they're going to, they're going to start losing titles. Like they've held them along enough. Like they've been on top of. NXT, you know what I mean? Like it's time to kind of like make some other people. I I don't know if yeah. uh, Cole drops it to Champa though. I don't know like if you would give give it right back. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think that you would do that. But like I, I think Cole has kind of like made his statement. You know. Hey, I I just think that the North American title, that like the title was kind of made for, you know, the dudes that weren't really in the title picture, but, you know, they were good enough for something. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of, like, unclogs a little bit of, you know, uh, the singles, uh, the male singles division. So I, I definitely think that they can just, like, just take that shit off Roddy real quick and then just give it to somebody else. Yeah. I, I think because you got a lot of talent there. You got Priest. Yeah. You got Killian Dane. Whatever he's doing, he's tacking everybody. 
You got Dom. You got you got Cameron Grimes, Keith Lee, Matt. R- well, uh, yeah, whatever. Riddle. Um, yeah, you just have like a, a a whole bunch of dudes, and like right now, since they're doing like the uh, the invasion stuff, and then they're prepping for war games. So you know, it, it might be a little shaky. So our main event, you got Keith Lee. Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle versus the OC. AJ Styles looked great. Um, <laughs> Matt Riddle looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so glad he didn't get hurt from from that uh, from that uh, moon moon salt over the top. Like it looked like oh, he yeah. caught the rope, and I'm like, ooh, he looked great. Of course, there was a ref bump there. Listen. Finn Balor comes down. <laughs> he hits Riddle with a bloody Sunday on the ramp. And AJ Styles and Finn Balor do the tease the whole bullet club thing. I was I was like, what? Like, are they really uh, doing this here? I I don't know. Uh it, it it's 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 just like it's the same situation with like the undisputed era where they were doing their hand gesture and Finn Bauer still decided to go with the finger guns. So I think, I, I think, uh, Balor might be on his own. Uh, yeah, he still he, might be on his own Island. He might be on his own side. Yeah. I, I like yeah. That, what they're doing, how he's like, he doesn't really have an allegiance while being a heel. You know? Yeah. I, I think, uh, let's keep it, let's keep it that way for now, I guess. So, like, Cole, he attacked Ciampa and AJ. Just a crazy oh. finish. He kicked the hell out of it. <laughs> gave, gave, gave him that fucking receipt, bro. Yeah. AJ, looked like, AJ looked like his soul <laughs> left his body. I Amazing love it. Yeah. I, again, like, I love how... Okay, so the show ended in chaos, but I love how it ended where, like, it was still kind of teasing... Not only war NXT, you know, war games, but the invasion angle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it did two different storylines well. Yeah, and NXT, NXT has a lot on its plate. Like, it has, it literally has like two big angles, like, uh, you know, looming around on the show. Well, you know, SmackDown and uh, SmackDown and uh, Raw just have to focus on. Um, Survivor Series. They better send like Kona Reeves or somebody over there. <laughs> Dang, we we might see the, uh, we might see his ass on the show next week while uh, all the all the all the big boys uh, <laughs> are on the uh, main shows. So yeah, best NXT show yet. I think best. Is, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta de- kind of dedicate a big chunk of the show to ALW because not only do you have Dynamite in the Go Home Show, you got ALW Full Gear uh, tomorrow. Actually, uh, it's supposed to start. I think it's supposed to start at seven or seven thirty. There's only one uh, buy-in show, which unfortunately is their hottest. Uh, women's program is on the bio show. Yeah. Um, 
yeah <laughs> code name for the pre-show um the <laughs> the women's match that has like the most story and heat going into it is on the pre-show while the title match is having this last minute um you know title match with a person that i believe don't deserve it especially based on the AEW standings <laughs> but that's just me before we get into Dynamite and the Go Home Show, how do you feel about Britt Baker, Baker's promo on, on B Priestley? I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It it did its little, uh, you know, quote-unquote, the work shoot kind of thing. Like, everybody already has... Everybody just already knows that B Priestley has a reputation around her. And I think, you know, Britt Baker, like, addressing that and, you know, Talking that talk was really cool. Kind of falls apart where she does all the dentist talk. And is just like, all right, you lost me, bro. But overall, really good promo. Thought it, I thought it was really good, uh, especially because there has been a video going around on Twitter sphere of B. Priestley and Mayun's uh, match and stardom oh, where yeah. uh, there was a Really a bad spot, a big spot where thankfully nobody got hurt, but it just kind of fueled the fire of what Britt was well, saying. Let's uh, let's let's be thankful that um, Mayu didn't get hurt because Brie Priestley wasn't in any danger. <laughs> <laughs> and especially like that 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 spot was like insanely irresponsible and stupid, like. Man. Especially with, like, Britt talking about, you know, the first thing that B does, like, in the ALW ring was kick her in the back of the head and gave her, like, a, gave her a severe concussion. So, like, mm-hmm. Britt really, yeah, she really sold me on this match. Just, we'll, get, we'll get into it when we do our predictions. This should have been on the main card. There's no reason why this is on the buy-in. Um, yeah. So, AOW Dynamite, it started with Pac and Trent. Um, I thought this was a... Like, they've had really good openers, and I thought this was a really good match. I think Pac is, contrary to popular belief, just in my opinion, Pac is one of is the best wrestler they have. Um, mm-hmm. one of, but, listen, that... <laughs> it was a good match, and then there was a ref botch. Uh... There were actually okay, so there were like there were two ref botches, I think. So the ref is like uh, when Orange Cassidy comes into the ring, I'm like the ref doesn't he's see put, this. He, he he's looking dead like dead into the eyes of Orange Cassidy while he's in the ring. Doesn't tell him to shoot away, but when Dustin tries to get involved. Hey, 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 stop. You can't come in here. And then, you know, Orange Cassidy is doing his little thing. Um, don't, nobody, don't take this the wrong way. I like Orange Cassidy a lot. I'm just wondering how long can they keep this joke going without Ashley having him in ring? I feel, I feel like we say that about a lot of guys in the AEW. <laughs> how long can we keep the joke going? Yeah, like, how, how long can we, like, do the smoke and mirrors thing uh, because they're going to have to fight in the actual match. 
So the like se- Joey Janela. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you know what? He he got a program thrown it <laughs> thrown in for him. So um, uh, a a program that was done last minute. Yeah, they're like, oh wait, we got to book another match. So, but um, <laughs> I, I don't even know if my man Sean Spears is, is on Twitter right now. But um, yeah, it yeesh. Ref, so we had a second ref botch that actually, like, the crowd kind of booed at. Uh, Pac hits the Falcon Arrow. Ref goes one, two, and then he doesn't count the three. I don't know what the disconnect there was. And then Pac goes with the submission and gets the win. It was like, what just happened? Like, what? why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for what I read, like, apparently the match was supposed to go on a little bit longer, but I don't think anybody told the ref. <laughs> I, I I don't understand. And I think AEW tried their hardest to try to, uh, you know, do a camera cut and try to hide the fact that uh, the ref messed up. But, you know, good old Jim Ross <laughs> had to blow the bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Commentary I, I don't already know sold that, it. I don't know what that was about. Uh, I I definitely think Trent should have just. I don't know. Like, I think the match should have just ended there. Yeah, it was like oh overkill, and then he like because I think Pac mm-hmm. looked at the ref and he was like, "What the? Um, all right, let me I, put him in the ring." I think he. I think he, uh, the ref should have counted to three, and then Pac just transitioned into the submission, and get your little uh, the heat on. Yeah, the, the, the crowd did not like that. So, transitioning to that, we have to talk about the most story promo in history. The Cody Rhodes promo. Okay. First off, he says that if he doesn't beat Jericho, he will never challenge for the AEW uh, championship again. He says he mentions a yeah. lot of things about them sharing silver spoons uh, he talks about Jericho's book that is three ninety nine on Amazon, which I liked. I thought that was funny, uh, mm-hmm. and then I looked. Lo and behold, it is for it is in fact for three ninety nine. Uh, he called him a succubus. He <laughs> even he, though you hired him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because like in the in the beginning of the promo, right, he actually alludes to hiring Jericho. Because they need, you know, they needed a name or something like that. And mm-hmm. then he goes into, you know, talking about his family. His voice cracks a little bit. He gets a little bit emotional. The, the crocodile cr- tears. The crowd uh, is into eating, it. Eating that shit. Uh, I'm going to let you give your thoughts on it. I, I know, like, so what do you think about this Cody promo? A lot, a lot of... AOW fans loved it. A lot of them hailed it as one of the uh, top promos of the year. So, um, Cyrus, we have the floor. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure we both saw that same tweet. That was just like, you know, <clears throat> this like this Cody promo is up there with these three other character-defining promos. If, if you want to define Cody based off this promo... He's just a white dude. <laughs> um, I, I did think 
I thought that the beginning of it was really well. I just think when he started, when he started just like, you know, railing off or, you know, going off the rails, that's when I was just like, all right, come on, like, bring it back. You're kind of just rambling here, which he said he was going to do that. I wish he wouldn't. Uh, he said something like uh, AEW's Gilligan's Island for uh, indie wrestlers. That's cool, I guess. Um, what really bothered me, you know, as a person of color, as a black man, it was just like, you know, he was talking about he never, like, he don't know what Jericho struggled with. You know, like, Jericho ain't never really struggled in his life. And I was just like, but you never really struggled in your life, you know? Like, your father is Dusty fucking Rhodes. He's a tall like, did you really... Did you struggle in this industry? Like, really? Yeah, Besides, like, your up, ego being hurt? He, he brings up Dusty, uh, though, like, the crowd goes into a Dusty chant. Yeah, that's a... Um, I don't know. And then, like, the whole, like, the millennial thing, like, come on, Cody. You, you're not the voice of the generation. Like, <laughs> you're pretty old, dude. Uh I don't know. I think if if the if the whole promo was cut like three minutes, you know, maybe maybe if he did the thing, uh, if he announced that he wasn't going to challenge for the title again after he did the crocodile tears, tears, it probably would have been better. Like it started off really high and then it, it started going like a little low for me because he started rambling on. That's it. I think, and I mentioned this to you, um, Cody. We've seen this promo a lot from him. Like we've seen this mm-hmm. like emotional, like kind of like tug. Even like if you look at old NWA stuff, this and how they cut promos. This is kind of how uh, how Cody does it. You know what I mean? Like he does like this whole like it's weird watching. Okay, so it's weird watching AOW because, and I think somebody mentioned this. Which each of the top guys, something is booked different. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. Cody's promos always are tailored to him. He's always going to give you, like, he's always going to invoke, like, tradition and family. Kenny Omega's uh, is going to be tailored to him. Moxley is going to be tailored to him. It's like watching sometimes six different shows. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, wow, all right. <laughs> so, I think. While I didn't completely love it, I didn't completely hate it, I get it because he knows how to tailor himself to that AOW fan base. He knows what to say to get them behind him. And since when you know, watching, you know, even with the match that he had with Dustin, that's what he's gonna do. Uh-huh. Like he's going to do like those whole like he's gonna encompass the entire experience because while he may not be the best in ring or maybe the best kind of like promo ever he'll take good and try to like put it all together to kind of like i mean like some people call it smoke and mirrors but like he'll put it all together to kind of make his character and i think that's what he's going as juxtaposed to what jericho did in his promo where he was just making fun of everybody (laughs) Yeah, and I, I thought I thought that video package that uh, Jericho uh, put together, making fun of Cody's uh, 
video package that that was uh that was like uh, two weeks ago, about two weeks ago. Yeah, he did. He did one here like uh, on Wednesday too, like with with Guevara <laughs> saying like he's the youngest AEW champ. Um, <laughs> then it's like yeah, that's what we really funny. Is though. Chris Ott's friend um, from church, like <laughs> I think uh, I think Cody. Cody, Cody does know how to play uh, play to his audience, and I can give him that. Like, this this is exactly the kind of promos that you know people like want from him or like you know love from him, and I think that's great. But in the overall sense, I just I see I see better people cut this promo or like this style of promo, and it it just doesn't work out for me. Like, if you want to see an, a better promo like this, just watch the first episode of NWA Power. Nick Aldis and Tim uh, Tim Storm just blow the, like blows it out of the water. I, I I don't know. I just think that like these Cody promos can only really work at AOW or like you said, like an NWA Power, where it's a little bit more old style. I don't know if it really work in yeah. the NXT. Yeah, I mean, like I don't. Oh yeah, that's not working at NXT. But I definitely think like NWA Power, they definitely like have a cornerstone on this kind of promo that they're trying to cut. So I think a lot of people that are just like, this is like, this is the fucking sixth time this month that AEW has done the greatest thing ever, and it's just like, nah, just stop the cap, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, Private Party versus Dark Order. I was a little okay. First off. These tag teams are okay. Before we even get into the match, we see that SCU and the Lucha Brothers—they're having a triple threat match uh, at, <laughs> at uh, AOW Full Gear. I was like, okay, and then then we found out that like Private Party and Dark Order are fighting for the third place, so they actually have medals that they were fighting for. I'm like, okay, like, these medals don't look good. Like, can you imagine, like, winning a match and, like, wearing, like, Chuck E. Cheese medals around your, your neck? Um, <laughs> like I said, like, Private Party is great. Pri- Private Party is, in my opinion, their best tag team. Uh, other than, like, maybe SVU. Oh. Uh, it's yeah. their best tag team. Mark Quinn, he's a star. He, that I know these two are super athletic, really like just great. Uh, if you great can get, wrestlers, uh, if you can get Jim Cornette to love you, like he loves Mark Quinn, <laughs> then you've done something right, I guess. You know. Yeah, even though we we we, we all you know shit on Jim Cornette every now and then, <laughs> but you know. You you gotta call a spade a spade. He's right when he talks about uh, when he's talking about Mark Quinn and Private Party. Like these, uh, those two are really uh, a really good team. How do you feel about Dark Order though? I think they're awful. <laughs> um, I think I don't think uh, AEW is the place for um, for them. You know, I think uh, their gimmick, like. Their gimmick is the most Lucha Underground thing on the show. Like, this is literally Mil Mortez's gimmick in, like, the first season. You know, having all these servants around and, you know, dudes in masks and whatever they are. Like, they don't, yeah, and they don't really, like, have a character, you know. These are just, like, two 
dudes that have minions or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> I it's weird because you have so many good athletic teams in that tag division, even though like and then you have them. the booking of the tag division that I've kind of questioned about. Like you have the Lucha Brothers, you have Private Party, you have SCU, you have the Young Bucks, you have Pride and Powerful, and then you have Dark Order. Dark Order. Like, um, from from what I know from them, they're like a, uh, you know, they're like PWG, like veterans or whatever the hell. But, hey, man, y'all going to, they need to type something up in the uh, the AEW creative slack and, like, come up with something because they boring as hell. Well, probably, it's probably a, a, a group text. Uh, <laughs> so, at the 9 o'clock hour, we get... Emmy Sakura and Jamie Hayer versus Shayna or Shana and Riho. Um, I told you, I called it as soon as they announced this on Twitter. This is how they're going to build it up. Emmy is going mm-hmm. to get the pin on Riho in this time in this tag team match, and that's how they're going to build up the the championship match that they're going to have. I called it. Emmy did a much better job talking about their history on Twitter than they did on the actual <laughs> damn show. This because they don't know because they don't know them. <laughs> this match, to be honest, maybe wanted want to see more Shauna challenge Riho yeah. than anybody else, or or Jamie Hayer. I wanted to see more of them two than I wanted to see either Riho or Emmy Sakura. Um, I was watching, uh, after I watched the match, I was just like, man, I'm not a big fan of Amy Sakura. I don't, I don't think that she's like, she hasn't like impressed me at all on AEW and watching this tag match. I was just like, wow, Shauna and Jamie Hayter are literally carrying this match for these two. And these two are getting the match carried for them. And then Britt Baker and B Priestley. Like, I'm more interested in that match. Come on, son. son. Like, something's wrong here. Like, you don't do... You don't do the Women's Championship like this. You don't make it an afterthought, you know? And I... They're... Cody and uh, Kenny Omega are going on Twitter trying to do, like, a lot of, like, damage control talk. Or, you know, just trying to make up for... Uh, Three days, Cyrus. Three days! Yeah. I... <laughs> You know, they're going on Twitter being like, I'm super excited for uh, Riho and Amy Sakura. Like, no, shut up. You're, you're just trying to, like, you know, you're doing your thing. But, like, you're building hype for this match or, you know, like, trying to get people excited for this match. But there's no real reason for them to get excited. I don't see Sakura becoming champion. But here's the thing, though. Like, Amy Sakura came out with a Freddie Mercury gimmick. I got that because, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. then it also reminded me of Taichi when he comes out with the damn mic. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and the crowd, like, they're like, what? And then when she got the pin, no reaction. None. And they love Riho. But, like, it killed Could, everything. What, what reaction is there to have <laughs> when the two when the two other people in the match were literally carrying it for them? I... That shit, that shit is stupid, son. The, the, just... 
and like a lot of people have said it, and myself and Cyrus have said it. The booking of the women's division has to get better. It's like yeah. you just can't throw the damn ALW Women's Championship. First of all, you can't just announce it on Twitter. Like it's just like, oh, uh, by the way, uh, we got this, a, we got a women's championship match on full gear. And this is what I don't like about AEW. They are announcing stuff on Twitter. And then, you know, when the show starts, you don't care because you already know what's going to happen. Like, I, like, I already you, knew what like, was going to happen. Like, I already knew that. I'm like, Amy, Amy's going to get the win. She has to get a win here. Like, so, like, I feel like um, Private Party probably should have won the match, and then they announced the triple threat. Like, you already have the graphic ready, so just <laughs> have that shit up once they win. Like, come on. It's weird. Amy Sakura finally gets the pin. Guess what? She earned a title shot. Put the graphic up. We're going to talk about the standings in a bit, but um, even that is questionable. Even, <laughs> it don't make Sakura. It don't make uh, Amy Sakura look any better. I've seen, I've seen a whole lot of excuses uh, for why Amy Sakura is in this match. And all those explanations that were given to me just makes this win-loss uh, thing look even dumber. It seems like they're just they're trying to stick the story of like Emmy being, you know, Riho's teacher. That's well and mm-hmm. all, but like it's either the story is either the story or you're gonna go by the standings. And like it seems like with this, they're trying to shift away from the standings. And we'll talk about the standings like when we do our predictions, but like it seems like they're shifting away from that. They're like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, there's... They got history maybe, here. Maybe, maybe story is more important than wins and losses. But I was told that wins and losses count the most, though. <laughs> maybe being more sport-oriented wasn't the best route to go for, especially when you have a fuck ton of indie talent. An incredible amount of indie talent, and some of them are just kind of directionless, you know? <laughs> so, Understatement. So speaking of the women's division, Brandy Rhodes cut a promo. Uh, Yawn. <laughs> and it seems like um, she's going to manage Awesome Kong, and they're gonna. it looks like they're going to tear through the women's division together. I like that Awesome Kong is, it seems like she's finally going to get some screen time, thankfully, other than a battle royal. But, um, how do you feel about Brandy Rhodes kind of like being like, you know, the guide point for her? I think, uh, she could have been an awesome guide point without this ridiculous character that she has going on. Um, she kind of just, you know, took all her frustrations that she has with, you know, Twitter, turn it into, like, this weird, like, character that's going to man- manage Awesome Kong. And all all she does is talk about herself in the promo. So I don't know what Aja Kong's involvement is going to be in this if they, like, didn't have that, that you know, her pre-render pop up on the screen, you know? yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they do something tomorrow night. I, I don't. Yeah, hopefully they set up like. Yeah, maybe she should come out and like beat up Riho, and then you know, 
not get a title match because she hasn't won a match yet. Well, what luck will have it, she'll like either attack Brit or B. <laughs> like it won't even they won't even be involved in like the women's title match. Like they'll book it to the mm-hmm. point where like, all right, let's book the. But let's have Awesome Kong attack, you know, the other wrestlers instead of like our most important match and set up somebody from Riho. Yeah. That'll be uh that would be the smart way to do it. Let's see what they do. <laughs> we had Brandon Cutler versus friend of the show and friend of the <laughs> show network, <laughs> Sean Spears, the chairman. Uh, don't really know about this match, man. Uh, it was supposed to be a squash. It did nothing for me. I think they, I, I I really do wish it was a squash. It was. I think it was supposed to be. They have supremely botched what they've been doing with Sean Spears. They built him up to be this well, whole thing with Cody. Did, did did they botch it, or he wasn't really interesting to begin with? <laughs> well, they tried to do something, but like having him lose to Cody. What is this chairman gimmick then? Like he's not hitting people with chairs. Like he's not doing that. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, what is the whole like you know like sitting in the middle of the ramp, taking the chair with him to the ring, having Tully with and, him, and, and and every time you know he gets pressured by somebody, he ain't using he ain't using the chair. Like it's so silly, and I don't know. Like I don't know what Tully Blanchard's uh involvement in this gimmick is. A lot of people were just like, "Yeah, he's just collecting the check. Get your paper, bro. I ain't got nothing wrong with that." But I don't know what they thought by having Tully Blanchard here. Well, go to TNA. Go to go to TNA with Tessa. You know what I mean? Like, like, what? Like, I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't have. Like, if you wanted to bring Tessa Blanchard in, which I feel like. They would probably do in the future, depending. However, Impact goes. It ain't Impact ain't dying, but you know how uh, you know what I mean. Um, you know, have her be there with her father. I don't know. I don't really know. What Sean Spears is doing with uh, Tully Blanchard. Like, it, it just seems like whatever stuff. I would say I will say that Brian Cutler looks better in this match than he did in this match with MJF. He did. He he got a little bit more offense in. Uh, just yeah. a little note, uh, Cody did say, I guess in the presser, that he would love to have Tessa in ALW, and Tessa... Alexa Bliss, too? Yeah, Alexa Bliss, uh, who is under contract with uh, WWE, <laughs> and probably not interested, but, um, yeah, he said that he would love to have her, too, I don't really get where that, where he says that, maybe he was just kind of, hopefully, ribbing people, but, um, he... <laughs> <laughs> he praying for it. Yeah, he's... He's like, we need somebody over here. Uh, <laughs> so, well, Tessa is also fighting Sally Cam- Callahan uh, at their January pay-per-view for the uh, Impact World title. So hopefully they cash in and actually have her win the actual title instead of teasing it. For- if, she if she don't win, she got to go, bro. I'll just leave. I was just like, you know what? I'm out. You've had me. Tessa's been putting on great matches over there with dudes and like, mm-hmm. you know, like pull the trigger. You, you're you on uh, access now. Like, you, you know, you got Katie Forbes, you got Ken Shamrock over there, like RVD, 
you know, like RVD still alive and kicking. <laughs> so like, yeah, pull the trigger with Tessa. Um, to bring it back to uh, the Sean Spears thing. So as we talked about, like in a little bit earlier, uh, Sean Spears attacked Joey Janela, like just kind of out of out of nowhere. No, this was a this was a feud that was set up on Dark. Yes. Um. So literally, yeah. Uh, like when we watched, uh, you know, when we watched it yesterday, and then. You know, we have to, like, kind of, like, care about this. And I think it's super silly that, you know, Joey Janela is now being tasked with trying to make him, uh, Sean Spears interesting when Joey Janela is only really interesting in really, uh, hardcore, uh, kind of matches. So, we'll see how this goes. So, with that, they, uh, announced that on, uh, a- for AOW Full Gear, it's going to be the chairman, Sean Spears, versus Joey Janela. You already have a hardcore match on the card, so this is not going to be a hardcore match. This is going to be a straight fight, which is going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be interesting to see. It, maybe maybe Joey Janela is going to be uh, he's going to be the Dean Malenko of that match. We'll see. Um, so, <laughs> boy, for the main event, you had Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. Do we have to talk about this match? Uh, you didn't like it? All right, so <clears throat> Kenny Omega and Sammy Guevara start off with chain wrestling. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, Kenny Omega is, you know, he's, you know, getting his, you know, holds on, and, like, Sammy Guevara's kind of, like, countering them. I'm like, this is a little weird because Sammy Guevara is a high-flyer guy, so I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. like cool. It's cool to show versatility. Yeah, it's cool to show versatility. Especially if you, I mean, if if you watch New Japan, uh, if if you watch New Japan, like Kenny Omega and Okada did that a lot, and I guess in the beginning of their mm-hmm. matches, <clears throat> so there was a lot of back and forth. Of course, Chris Jericho and Hangman Page. I think Hangman Page uh, looked good here as well, dude. There was. Do you want to go over? Every single thing that happened at the end, because it was a huge WCW ending. All right, so, like, real quick. Yeah. Pac interferes. So Jericho gets to (laughs) win that way. Inner Circle comes out. They beat up, uh, like, Hangman Page and, like, uh, Kenny Omega. Cody fights Sammy. MJF comes out with a damn chair. He hits, (laughs) takes people out. Cody hits the crossroads on Jericho. More, more of a chairman than the other dude. <laughs> Mox comes out with uh, a barbed wire bat, I, I guess with security. And does, he does, And a, then does this weird-ass stare down. With Omega, who finds a barbed wire uh, broom, and they like have a stare down. Then Santana Ortiz attacks Kenny Omega and Mox, which I was super... I was like, what? Like, why? For what? I'm like, all right, okay, so is Kenny Omega and Mox tagging together? So I think that'd be cool. <laughs> that actually would be cool. Uh, so the Bucks attack them. Then they all go to the top of the ramp. Mox and Omega attack each other. Then, like, there's this huge brawl. 
Nick Jackson does a damn moonsault off the top of the thing. Listen, I, I, I will say this. I am a Nick Jackson fan. I think Nick Jackson goes <laughs> crazy. Um, so everybody who's kind of like in these main events got involved. It's like the inner circle, uh, a little bit of Mox and Omega. I don't even know what to call like Cody, MJF. Let's just call them. Let's just call them pals. the VP, pals, uh, pals or VPs or pals of the VPs. Um, yeah, it was this huge WCW Nitro type ending they had. So, like, what do you think about it? Because I was like, wow, there's a lot of stuff happening here. Um, I thought it was okay. Like, they they already kind of did this for the first episode of Dynamite. So, is this like? You know, once again, them blowing their load too early. Um, I thought it was cool, though. I thought it was a really cool brawl. Um, it left a lot of uh, questions for me, like, uh, you know, like, is Moxley and uh, Kenny going to eventually, like, tag or something? Or, like, w- why did uh, why did they, like, attack them in the first place? Um, yeah, just general questions like that. It, it, it didn't really left my mind, like, you know. <laughs> it keep me up at night wondering what the hell is going to go on. Um, I definitely think that uh, if they're not going to end, uh, if Moxley and uh, Omega aren't going to like end up tagging, I feel like they should have used their bob wired weapons, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and probably use that against um, uh, Santana Ortiz and uh, yeah, Santana and Ortiz. But it is what it is. It was a cool. Uh, it was a cool thing though. Did you mention? Uh, did you mention Jack? Uh, Jack Yeager being there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack Yeager was there. Uh, that was weird. He's getting physical now. So. Yeah, I'm like, can we get him in a match? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think Bellator is over with him, like kneeing somebody in the, yeah. in the gonads. So, need, like, <laughs> need that man, uh, children. Eh. So that's how it ended. Um, what were your kind of before we get into our predictions? What were your overall thoughts of this AOW episode? Did it good? Do you think it did a good job in selling uh, you on basically full gear? I, I know our kind of like our things with the thrown together matches. I'm like, all right, man. Like mm-hmm. it is. What it- um, like just looking at just looking at the card that uh, that is put together. I'm probably excited for the tag team match. Uh, I, I guess John and uh, Omega. Let's just see how that goes. Uh, and I, surprisingly enough, I do want to see Britt Baker versus B Priestley. Um, it would like these two were always, you know, the wrestlers I wanted to see against each other. And I think this would be an amazing experience for uh, Britt to like get some more experience in the ring. All right, so. ALW Full Gear is tomorrow. This is their first pay-per-view with having their ALW Dynamite show. So we're going to run down our predictions real fast. So like, we'll start with the buy-in mm-hmm. pre-show. Dr. Brick Baker versus B. Priestley. Who do you got? I got B. Priestley, baby. Wow, you got B. beating Brit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, if you know me, I ain't too high on... Uh, but, you know, we, gotta, we have to do something to keep their feud going forever. <laughs> I 
if you look at the standings right now with the new standards that just kind of came out, Britt Baker is number two overall. Uh, she's got she's two and two. She's an overall record of four exactly. and two. Um, I think that I'm going to go with you, and I'm gonna also going to pick B Priestley because, like I said, they they're gonna. I think they should keep this feud going for a little bit. And I think if you're going to make B kind of matter uh, here, she needs a big win. So like, yeah, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't see why you would have Brit, uh, Brit Baker getting her revenge this early. Um, definitely keep this feud going. I am, I am all for this feud continuing because I think, I think Brit Baker is going to get a lot better with having a, uh, you know, having a, a sort of rival in B Priestley. So we got that's two for B. Next we got Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. Sean Spears. Got Sean Spears winning. I like. Uh, they don't really have anything for. Uh, like I don't see them really having anything for Joey. So it's kind of just like, just uh, just just uh, give give Sean Spears his much needed like win, like against like, you know Joey, who's you know, an established guy. Well, like you know, to the to the people that are attending the shows, he's more or less established to them. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Joey because I think that Joey definitely needs a win here, especially losing to Omega twice. And um, oh yeah, sure, having those like hardcore matches. Keep the feud going, if anything. Yeah, like he, he he's had hardcore matches. I think he's won one or two, one or something like that. Um, he's had a tag team match. I think he needs like a win with a straight conventional wrestling match. And I think that, yeah, I'm not really sure what you do with Sean Spears here. Like, I think that, like you said, you got to like change his gimmick a little bit because the chairman thing is like, all right, you lost to Cody. So you kind of, the gimmick is aimless <laughs> now. It's kind of, it's kind of out of the, yeah, it's, it's just happening. You know what I mean? So like, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with Joey. Next up, we have Pac versus Adam Page. Who do you got? Uh, give it to Pac. Let, let Pac take it. Um, I think um, I think Hangman, he looks better in defeat. I just think, you know, he said he's going to do some real cowboy shit. You can still do your real cowboy shit. You just, just be good. Just have a really good match out there. Like, I don't think I don't think his character will be hurt if he lost in a very competitive match against Pac. I I'm gonna go with Pac too. Uh, right now, Pac is number two in the standings. He's actually tied with Cody with a, a singles record of three wins, no losses, and one tie. Uh, he's three one and one overall. But Hangman Page is right below him at number. Three, so I guess he'd be number two. He's uh, three and two right now, and four and four overall. I think that if you're going to build up a, uh, just in case some shenanigans happen with the Cody, there will be there there will be shenanigans that happen. But you need to build up a next challenger. So I'm going to go with Pac two. That's two for Pac. Next up, we got the ALW Tag Team Championship match. So it's SCU Lucha Brothers and Private Party. SCU baby. So you got SCU retaining. 
Yeah, I don't like why. Why would you have these these guys lose this early? I'm gonna go with SU. Also, I think that it may be too soon to give Private Party the belts. And the Lucha Brothers are the Lucha Brothers. Like I don't think they need the belts right now. They don't. Don't don't. They don't need it. They don't really need it. So we'll go there. Next up, we got the AOW Women's Championship match between Riho and Emi Sakura. I think we all. I think we know where we're gonna go here. Uh, I want to say Riho, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Amy picked up the win. Wow. Emmy right now is number one in the standings with a one and zero record. Uh, keep that makes no sense. Keep in mind that uh, Britt Baker has two wins. Uh, she's two and one right below her, and Hikaru Shida also has a two and one record. I guess like because if you, you know, because she hasn't lost a singles match, uh, she gets the first crack. Well, secure, what was Sakura's singles match? Uh, uh, wow, I that's a good question. I've only seen her in mul- I, I've only seen her in multi-mans or tag matches. Maybe it's something on Dark, but I don't. I don't think I, I haven't missed. Uh, only missed two episodes of Dark, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. These these uh, this shit looking kind of shaky. And also, what bothers me is that. She's basically number one by being one and O, you know, so like literally anybody can come in, have one win, and that will count as being undefeated. And this is the issue that is with this win loss shit. Okay, it was on dark. It, it was that four way. So when she beat Alec and all that's not a single. That's not a single. Well, they they consider it a singles match. I. I don't know. It is what it like, is. You know what I mean? Like, but they're counting that as like her singles win. So she beat Ally Pinnell before and Sadie Gibbs. Uh, unfortunately, three wrestlers who not even on the main show. <laughs> um, or not, not even on the pre-show. They're not on the show at all. Um, but it is what it is with Amy Sakura. I, like, the story is there. But, you know, you guys decided you want to do the stupid win-loss record thing, man. Like, come on. I think, uh, if anything, I think uh, Hikari should definitely be next up for that belt. Oh, uh, just a little disclaimer. And should be champion. Uh, they dropped another uh, ALW Dark uh, as we were as we were recording here. So, <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's it, it, like it was weird. Cool. Like it was just like they kind of like, all right, here's an AOW dark. Um, and I think for why I think it was like a Hikar- <laughs> and it's a Hikaru Shida match on that on that uh, show too. I think she goes against Big Swole. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I thought that was next week. Yeah, hey, man, it is what it yeah. is. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Riho. I think that. It, She's going to carry, carry the title until, like, you know, they build an actual challenger for her. Star. Maybe our some Kong. You know what I mean? Like, up to that. So, we got the Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz. Uh, let's give it to Santana Ortiz. Young Bucks is currently... Pride and powerful, baby. They're currently 3-2 and two in the standings of number three. Uh, they're tied with Private Party. Uh, I think that Pride and Powerful... Need they need a big win? They need like a 
like a statement win. And I don't think like if the Young Bucks yeah. lose, it's gonna hurt them. They're the Young Bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I think the t- the tag division is the only one being booked right with all the standings being kind of correct. <laughs> <laughs> so ALW Championship. Chris Jericho versus Cody Rose. Now remember the, the stipulations. Um, sixty minutes. It could go sixty minutes, and if it does go sixty minutes, there are three judges. Now Cody teased that these are recognizable judges, which makes me think this will go it's, the full sixty minutes, <laughs> so they can get that cameo. Watch it. Watch Bret Hart be one of uh, one of the judges. It's just like, all right, well, why do you bother him to be here? <laughs> I think it's going to – it definitely is – they're going to have their Omega and Okada moment where they go full 60. Uh, God bless Chris Jericho. Uh, um, let's um, – I'm going to go with – let me go – I'm going to go with Chris Jericho in 30 minutes. Now, remember, Cody, if Cody loses, he can't, he can't challenge for the title again. Now, I'm, I'm sure they're going to find a way around this, but like – Later, but he can't challenge for the ALW title. So he, if he might win by disqual, uh, he might win by disqualification. And if that happens, I'm sick. This match, uh, like auto, auto one star. <laughs> I'm actually gonna that. That's actually how I'm gonna choose it. I'm either it, it's gonna be a DQ. I don't think that. Chris Jericho is currently 5-0, and right? He hasn't lost a singles mm-hmm. match. Cody's also undefeated in singles matches, too. When Cody said that stipulation, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that he could lose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, You made this whole company to be a champion, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, there's just no way that I think that he can lose. I... It's either going to be Cody with a DQ or there's going to be some fuckery going on with the judges. And, like, that's how they're going to get around it. But, like, either way, like, I think they're going to protect both of them. And, like, that's how Cody gets over. He's going to – there's going to be some sort of, like, DQ finish or something like that. I I, – it's too – I don't – I don't – I don't know about you. But if my new AEW world champion won by a judge's vote, he ain't real to me. <laughs> they ain't doing that in NXT. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I know they're trying to go for like the Duh. real fight thing, but like I'm like six. I watch wrestling, so I don't have to watch those real yeah. fights, man. It's like imagine if like Omega and Okada like when they went to the time limit draw they like they went to like Red Shoes the judges or they went to like Jushin and it's like what do you think about this match who do you think uh, I don't know man Kenny Omega let off a lot of V triggers so I think he got the match <laughs> like come on yeah I'm gonna go with Cody with a DQ so we rounded out with Kenny Omega and John Moxley in a lights out unsanctioned match who do you got? Bar- John Moxley. Barbed wire bats, barbed wire broom. Yeah, I think it, I think it sh- I think that match is you know is going to steal the show and it. I think it being the main event of this pay per view is a little like uh, it's a little 
silly to me, especially when, you know, after the, uh, what, what was it, All Out? Yeah. Like, the whole hullabub with, um, you know, people thinking that Chris, uh, that the, uh, the Young Bucks ladder match should have went last. And then, you know, everybody was just like, no, the title match goes last. You know, the AEW title, that goes last. Definitive, without a doubt. All the time. Always. That's how it's going to be here. That is always going to be the thing. And then we come here, and then it's not. So, you know, a, the famous AEW backtracking that they've gotten really good at uh, since, uh, you know, being becoming a company. So, my heart is telling me Mox, and my brain is telling me Kenny Omega. Because, you know, Kenny Omega is doing that whole spiraling thing. Can he find himself taking shots at New Japan through Undertale uh, videos and, you know, <laughs> discreetly tweeting today about, like, how crazy his 2019 is? Um if that's the setup, then you know what? I'm going to go with Mox, too. I think that, like, you keep on going this yeah. whole, like, anti-establishment, like, crazy, unhinged Moxley. Keep it going. Keep it going and have him uh, win. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where there, uh, where it could, like, it go down. You know, with the whole thing, because, like, all all the executives are, like, wrestlers, so he would, like, have to, like, beat up the Elite and beat up Jericho, and, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to do the, uh, the anti-establishment thing, especially with them trying to avoid Tony Khan being, uh, you know... An on-screen oh, character. Oh, he, can't, he so, can't be on TV anymore, not not after, like, how he sounded. <laughs> he sounded terrified. Definitely. Yeah, um, we'll just have to see. I hope Moxley does take it though. Kenny Omega certainly just doesn't really need the win, especially since you know this shit doesn't go on their record. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's another thing. Like this doesn't count against their record, so it doesn't even matter, <laughs> really. Uh, before we get out of here, we're gonna touch on the ratings real fast. This is a real yep. change in the air because. The uh, gap. And every and everybody everybody's tone is changing uh, now that the, uh, these ratings are out. There, the gap has been narrowed. So AOW came at eight hundred twenty-two uh, k this week for November sixth, but NXT eight hundred thirteen k, almost <laughs> identical. Next, yeah. Next week we on your head. So, like, just a little bit, like, even with the 18 and uh, 49 demos, 0.35 for mm-hmm. AOW, 0.30 for NXT. They're even closing the gap there. And uh, if you look at AOW from October 2nd to November 6th, 1.4 to 822K. NXT, 1.18. And for their go-home show, get much. Yeah, that that's, oof, yeah, for your go-home show. So NXT 1.18 to back up to 813k. So I mean, some people will make fuss to say like you know they're using the main roster, but they didn't announce anything that that was going to happen. People watched SmackDown and Raw 
was were legitimately interested in the angle and tuned into NXT and got a really great show. Yeah, I I don't like that Adam Cole, uh, that Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan match. Like, if that didn't convince you to see NXT, then I I don't know what will. I yeah, like that match was great. Like that, and and the fact that like. I think the A guys, A show guys touched on this, like even with, you know, Daniel Bryan losing to Adam Cole, like that did a huge, huge thing for him in the Undisputed Era. And like seeing all everybody that, you know, NXT had the offer, everybody tuned in. I'm interested to see, first off, the first ALW Dynamite after full, full gear. Is the ratings going to continue to be like this? Or is it going to rise? Or even with NXT, with you know SmackDown tonight, um, are they going to stay the same? I think they are. I, I think that uh, I think that they're going to like NXT. Definitely has the interest of people, and that they're going to keep watching. Mm-hmm. I definitely think uh, I think NXT will continue to rise. I'll say that, and definitely after the you know the show after your full gear pay-per-view, I definitely think people are going to have their eyes on the show and then just back to the same old stuff with, you know, just slight falls in, uh, in ratings. So, yeah, man, that does it for our jam-packed show with, you know, AOW full gear. Is, it's here. You know, StarCast is going forward. You're going to hear some, probably hear some crazy stories because, you know, Starcast oh, yeah. always goes off something crazy. <laughs> uh, you, you, did you see the MJF tweet with uh, um, Alundra Blaze? Oh, no, I got him blocked. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, I think he said Sade was overrated. Yeah, I had to, uh, he, had to, he had to catch that block. I'm sorry. <sighs> the things you do for heat, man. The, the things you, you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> that guy. <laughs> Get in the ring, man. Like MJF has to start yeah. wrestling, you know. I think he said so. I, I think I let him slide with the Prince tweet. I was just like, you know, MJF just doing his thing. That's okay. And then after he said that Shawty was overrated, I was just like, all right, now you piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm out of here, son. Yeah, and he also did. Uh, he did commentary on AOW Dark this week, and hopefully, you know, like he didn't, you know, say anything too too risque that will probably, you know, get him on some like harassment board or something like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or get him canceled. <laughs> do do AEW wrestlers get canceled? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> Scorpio Sky had to apologize for a tweet, so. Uh, uh, oh, true. Yeah, so you know, I, I don't think so. Nyla Rose too. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, you know, everybody makes mistakes, I guess. You know, <laughs> that's it for our show. Uh, for myself, Johnny, and Cyrus, my tag team partner in this. Uh, follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter, uh, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, we are everywhere. We got a new Perfect yeah. Play. We got a new It's a Challenge, a new A oh, Show. A new of course, you had, uh, you just had the, uh, <laughs> I, 
I was just thinking, whoop, there it is, because you had... <laughs> oh. <laughs> New, the news fall callers where we talked about uh, Halloween Havoc 1993. You know, it, it, it was a fun show. Like, uh, watch, watching that show was very fun, and recording was very fun. Uh, it's been a while since me and Justin uh, got together in this spot college again, and it was really fun. Um, also, um, I released a new playlist with uh, RNC Radio. It's a Chopped and Screwed playlist. Uh, so, shout out to Houston, everybody. Uh, you know, there's DJ Screw on there, uh, Mike Watts. Uh, there's some there's some modern stuff too. There's like some Drake songs that are chopped and screwed, uh, Solange, Thundercat, stuff like that. And of course, next week on Monday, uh, the Mount Silver podcast returns because it is Pokemon Sword and Shield week. So Meals and Poe will be back. With that. Uh, Meals, Jeff, and Pat. Yeah, that's gonna be dope. Are you gonna be playing that? Um, no, I think. Uh, uh, I'm boycotting the podcast because I didn't like to slander for X and Y. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's like that game got me back into uh, into Pokemon. I haven't played Pokemon in really, uh, since like Emerald. So th- them slandering uh, Y really hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But and no, before we go, be uh, new RSVN. Like they talked about like that that big... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kerfruffle <laughs> uh, with... Uh, with Embiid and was it uh, yeah? <laughs> what was it been? Uh, yeah, it was Embiid and uh, Pat. I, uh, I forgot who the other dude was. It was a Embiid, uh, had that, uh, Embiid and Carl Anthony uh, and Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> yeah, had, uh, had, had his ass tapping out. <laughs> ben Simmons, man, and didn't even get suspended. Oh. It was crazy. Oh yeah, didn't even get suspended. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff to plug, and we forgot something. Did you see Jericho on? Uh, what is it like NBA Insider or just like on uh, ESPN? Shaq and Charles didn't care. Shaq and Charles just so, they just wrestled. Jericho would talk. They, they, Jericho did not plug anything AEW. Like they were just happy that they got to play in a wrestling ring like some big ass children. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was like Jericho was just like ha 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 ha, like uh, yeah, yeah, man, I got a show to plug, bro. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, and by the way, AOW, and then like Shaq will go after Charles. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff on the uh, RNC Radio Network, and we have a whole bunch of stuff on our uh, on the A Show RNC channel. Something for um, everybody, man. So something for everybody because we got everything. Yeah, so. We'll be back next week. Of course, we'll talk about the fallout from uh, AOW Full Gear, and we'll talk about more Invasion stuff. So we will see you next week.